today I hope I can, I don't believe I can do this message justice, but I'm going to give it a whirl. If you could turn your Bibles to Matthew 25, verse 40. Matthew 25, verse 40. I'd like to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning. God, we've heard these testimonies of Brother Falk, and I've seen servicemen stand up. And I've seen uh, parents of service people stand up. But not to realize there's some today that could not stand up because they're not here. So Lord, uh, help me to collect my thoughts. Guide and direct us as a church body. Speak to us, O Lord, not only through your book, but through the Holy Spirit, Father, that makes sense of all this. You made America a great nation for many reasons. But Father, I just pray that you'd be with America as we stand now. And not only for now, but for the future. For our loved ones, for our children, and for our grandchildren. And Father, for the men and women who are out in the DMZs as we speak. Who are out there, Father, in the middle of nowhere, wishing they were home. Father, I pray for this service today, that you would get you what you want out of this. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew 25, 40. Matthew 25, 40. And the king answered and saw them, Verily I say unto you, Insomuch as ye have done it unto the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. 41. And then shall he say unto them, unto the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, unto everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. 42. For I was hungered, and ye gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me not in. Naked, and ye clothed me not. Sick and in prison, and ye visited me not. Then shall they answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee and hungered, or a thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick? Or in prison, and did not minister unto thee? Then shall he answer them, Say, Verily I say unto you, Insomuch as ye did it not unto the one of the least of these, ye did it not to me. The American soldier is unlike any soldier in the world. We give aid to countries, they believe. They carry out plans and missions, and I would say the American soldier is probably the most elite in the world because one day they can be storming a city, and the next hour they can be feeding the poor and the needy. And i got to say that to you for this reason today only. There's one reason why the American soldier can do that. It's because of what we see right here. Men and women in the United States of America, sent out by mothers and fathers with their last names. Remember, names are important, and a good name is important. Well equipped, equipped with a set of dog tags, specializing in their field, 
the goal to wage wars against evil and tyranny, to leave the, un, the comfortable homes and go f- the f- other most parts of the world. And for what? I looked up the pay of a soldier as they start today, and it's a whole whopping $24,000 a year. About what they make at McDonald's. In World War II, it was $676 a year. See, they're not there for the money. Most of them go because they've watched their mom and dad build a family. They've watched them salute the flag and say the Pledge of Allegiance, not knowing why they did it. But boy, when that flag came around, men and women would stand up and cross their heart and give peace and respect to that flag. American values with a line with the Word of God. And God we trust is still on the currency. America the beautiful. But how do we say thank you? How do us as civilians say thank you? A lot of times we don't want to say anything because we don't know what to say. Everyone looks at a gravestone of a fallen soldier. But what if those gravestones could talk? It would say, I, I saw mom and dad come today, and they cried. It would say, I've seen my brothers and sisters come today, and they cried. It would say, I've seen my friends come by today, and they cried. I would say that I've seen many people that did not know me at one time or another come by And they cried. So how do we say thank you? I thought about this message and I thought, this is not a message that have any humor in it whatsoever. Because we think of this day and we don't really know how to act if you're a civilian. What do these military guys make such a big deal out of this for? Not knowing what to say or how to act? But it's something we cannot Forget or block out of our minds. The men and women of World War I and World War II had no idea about Treasure Valley Baptist. They might have had no idea of Meridian, Idaho. See, they went because it was right to go. Evil and tyranny was focusing all over the world, and they said, but we got to help those. And I don't know if you've seen the uh, equipment of men and women of World War I and World War II well unequipped for harsh weather conditions. These men and women believed not only in America, but in God and the Bible. One way I can say is uh, saying thank you is this. Don't cut down your country. If you want to cut down your country, don't talk to me. Because how dare you cut the country down when you might be talking to a lady or a man that gave their son or daughter for the cause of this country and you're bad-mouthing your country. To me, that's as, as much as committing a crime. And I don't care what you think about the political environment. That's nothing to do with America. You know what America is? It's right there. In Matthew 25, 40, it says, And the king saw, shall answer and say, Unto them, verily, I say unto you, and so much as ye've done it unto 
the one of the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. The fallen have no idea what their sacrifice would mean today. They had no idea. We're sitting here in an auditorium, blessed because of what they did. You don't know in the times of years gone by how close it really was for all the world to hate America. They gave it all, moms and dads. And you think about this for a minute. We'll say, well, the soldier gave it all. Yeah, the soldier did give it all. But what about the mom and dad and the brothers and sisters? Said, I'm, he's not coming back. You ever think about that? I never really have. Because I really have never, I had family in the military. I've had friends who, a friend that came back from Vietnam and my brother's friend and he had half his body shot up and he was a total drunk the rest of his life because he killed and killed and killed and shot and shot and shot and he couldn't bear it so he drank himself into a grave. Have you thought about those guys? Sometimes we overlook the obvious. The young people of the day don't have a clue. Don't talk about those old things. Shame on you for not talking about the old things. Least of these because of sacrifices. We must not forget. It's just not another holiday. You're fearful, it's sad, it's happy, it's good memories. I mean, I know when you go to that grave and you're certain you're sad, but then you're happy because that person was in your life. But then you say, why was this price had to be paid on my expense? That's why it's important for us to say thank you. One way of saying thank you is to being a patriot and supporting your country. That's one easy way. And if you're not a military family, it's hard to understand that. But you need to think about it a bit. Men and women have gave their lives. And they didn't care who's in the White House today or tomorrow. You know why they gave their lives? Because they had a little sister riding a bike at home. They had a brother in the basketball team. And they had mom and dad going to church or whatever. They went to protect that lifestyle and that freedom and that God-given gift to be free. You know free people and free things do much greater things than things that are in prison and bondage? It's amazing what a free man can do. They gave it all. What will you give? See, you and I are the engine. They were the spark. Just remember that. You and I are the engine. They were the spark. Without the spark, the engine don't run. Not everyone's been called into military service, but everyone has been called to be an American. You say, this is a very pro-American message. Nothing dumb about you. And I thought about this message, and I thought about it, and I had another message I wanted to preach because I was more comfortable with it. But this, I had to come out of my box and, 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 and look at some footage and do some reading and understanding about what in the world went on back then. And when I walked home yesterday, my wife says, why are you so somber? I didn't say, oh, honey, I got a message tomorrow, and I'm 
praising the, no, I just, just stared at her. Because I can't believe the evil that's went on and the good men and women of this country try to fix it. And evil still reigns. But good always conquers evil. Names matter. The first soldier that gave his life in World War I was Colonel James Bethel Gershwin, Private Merrill Hall. They died November 3, 1917 in France. Their name matters. The first killed in World War II was Captain Robert Moffat Lawsley, 1940. Names matter. You see, the parents of this man mattered. That's why it's important once a year, turn off your TV and focus. What in the world are we doing here? It's not only a good day, it's a day of remembrance. In World War II, 75 million people died. It's a third of our nation. 20 million servicemen and women, and 40 million civilians. What? See, to us, that's just a statistic. But to those 70 million people that had a family upon a family upon a family, it might have been 190 million affected. D-Day, June 6, 1944. 34,250 Americans stormed Omaha Beach. The greatest loss in a short period of time. 2,000 Americans lost their lives like that. 23,000 Americans stormed Utah Beach. 1,500 airborne. 83,000, I mean 15,500, 83,115 British soldiers. 61,775 Canadians. 24,970 stormed Gold Beach. 21,400 stormed Juno Beach. 28,845 storms the Sword Beach. 79,000 airborne. How do we say thank you? You say thank you because you would be speaking German. And you say that's not. Yes, you would have. If these men wouldn't and women would have stood up, you would be speaking German. Hmm. I had a neighbor named Mark Cushing. Um. He went in on D-Day. He told me about it, 80-some years old. He went in in a glider. And he went in the interior of Germany, or France, or wherever it was at. And there's about 50 of them, and the plane let go, and a pilot glided them in, and they land safely. He said a few of them got hurt. And he told me about it. And I was a normal American, like, yeah, whatever. Then I started thinking about it and became a close friend of mine. One way you say thank you is when you get up tomorrow, you put a smile on your face and be kind to someone. Because there were days where these families didn't know to be kind because they were hurt. One of my sons years ago, 10 years ago, told me this. He said, Dad... American? I go, yeah, okay, what's the big deal of American? He goes, I can. What? I can. 
I said, okay, that's a pretty good thought. I was 50 years old. Learned that for the first time. And it's stuck with me ever since. I can. And that's the American cry today. American means I can. How do we say thank you? I'll try to get through this. My friend Art Cushing, old guy, he got up every morning and went to breakfast down here at the restaurant. He came home and he tinkered and mowed his lawn on Sunday. It was horrible. We were trying to take a nap and he always mowed his lawn on Sunday. I wanted to kill him. And I didn't do anything fast. And me and my wife were laying there like 2 o'clock going, Mart's mowing, Art's mowing his lawn. Every Sunday, 2 o'clock. One day, Art, he loved his lawnmower. One day he came to me and said, Kendall, I, I can't mow the lawn no more. I'm too old. He said, you think Tanner would mow my lawn? I said, Tanner, we'll mow your lawn. Tanner started mowing his lawn. He came to me and goes, Kendall, Tanner won't take any money. I said, Art, remember the day, D-Day, when you flew in there? You already paid the price. Think about that for a minute. So what he did, is Tanner even here? No, backslider. No, here is he. <laughs> he gave him his World War II knife. He got off a German. Came a bunch of World War II stuff. How do you say thank you? You know, Tanner mowed his lawn until he died. Payment was made. It's not the big things. It's the little things. Art Cushing, oh, not Art, um, this other old guy that was a Navy guy, lived across the street from us in Roxbury Court. We were young and poor and stupid, but I had three stupid boys. But every time it snowed, we'd go, we'd go shovel his sidewalk in his driveway. And he said, Kendall, you don't have to do that. And one winter, we had a bad winter. We would shovel his driveway. He told us so many stories about his days in the Navy. Those were his glory days. How do we say thank you? Vietnam, 58,000 people died. I can't even believe how many came back, shot up, drugged up, messed up. I have a friend in the audience, can't say his name's Dennis, and um, we call him Agent Orange. If you know what Agent Orange is, that <laughs> it, they used it to kill the vegetation so they could see who's in the jungle. And he said he can't smell, and I accused him of being sprayed with Agent Orange because <laughs> he can't smell, and he's, and he's never going to die because he's petrified. <laughs> and uh, we always made fun of him. He's in the Marine Corps, and I always said, ah, you are a Marine cook. Well, I'll tell you what, he was not a Marine cook, but Marines don't work without food. I don't care what you do in the military. It's a juggernaut. It's a machine. Everything is important. Not only the entrance, but the exit. Important. 217 Idahoans died in Vietnam. The last 20 years in Afghanistan, 7,000 men and women have died. And I got to say, 
Many have came back with no legs and no arms. And you see that in society. How do you say thank you to that? Avoid them, run away? Or do you buy their lunch? Or do you buy their dinner? Or do you just walk up to them and say, hey, thanks for being there for us. Ah, oh, that's, no, you walk around with no leg. Tell me how it feels. We complain about our backache. Thousands of more have been maimed. For what? I looked it up today, the other day. I think they start them about 24000 to 40000 $24,000 to be a soldier. Why would you ever go? It's not for the money. Soldiers don't go for the money. Brother uh, Desert Storm, Brother Blades, told me. I'm going to butcher the story, but just act like it was true. <laughs> Said they were going in so fast, they couldn't even keep up with their with their units and going fast and fast to get in there with the tanks and they outran their supply line so they had to stop for an evening and walk and they stopped and they got out in the morning and there was a bomb right there, correct? This close from parking on a bomb or stepping out on a bomb. One way you can say thank you to the men and women is pray for them. I have a friend, Nick Pasola. He's a good guy. We was talking to him once, and he's in Germany. I was talking to him, and he said, what are you going to do? Well, I'm going to probably stay and be a lifer. I don't know, but i got to leave these guys to go to this guy because i got to go further. And he's telling me all the stuff, neat stuff that he does because he's a real soldier. And I said this to him. I said, Nick, man, I'm so glad you're out there. I'm, I wish you were here. But I am so glad that you're out there protecting us. I love you. Silence. 24,000 to 40,000. They don't do it for the money. They do it for the mission. They do it because they were called. The men and women of the armed forces, one afternoon they can be having a barbecue, and one day or two days or one week later, they can be on a plane or a boat to go in somewhere that they don't even speak the language. Tell me how you'd like that for your job. Oh, and they don't get good pay, and they got to leave and go. Oh, and they can't tell nobody. Doesn't sound like a career move for me. Why? For America. For you and me. America's greatness are you guys. America's greatness is the people. Has nothing to do about the monuments or the church buildings. Has nothing to do with what's going on. It's you are America. Don't give up on your country just because you don't like who's in the White House. Are you serious? The U.S. military is not only the finest military in the world, but if you think this through, think this through because you like to pound it. There are so many, there are thousands of Christians in the U.S. military, and God said, where two or more are gathered, I'm in the midst. There are thousands of Christians in the military. The military life is not an easy lifestyle. They come with one bond, one mission, one, one, one job, one accord. They, 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 they have disbeliefs and dislikes, different political beliefs, religious beliefs, but they come together for the greater good of America. 
And unless you think China and Russia are friends, you are a fool. They hate your guts. I don't care what you buy from them. That's a godless country and godless leaders. And the moment you swallow that for economical reasons, you are deceived. Yes, there are Christians over there, but that government, those two governments are not led by Christians. They don't care about your God. They don't care about your church. They don't care about the United States of America. I said it. Nobody wants to say it. Really? How do you say thank you? How do we say thank you in men and women in America that put their lives on the line? You know, I, I see men and women with suits on at the Brazilian barbecue eating like I'm eating. I see them at the a Sizzler or wherever you go to eat. I think, man, those guys sure got it made. Yeah, but they might have a relative or a loved one that doesn't have it made. And they might be gone tomorrow. You have no idea. So be careful the attitude you have towards them. You're at the Brazilian barbecue. You're at the Sizzler. Well, they're soldiers. What's the diff? You know how I say thank you? Very short message. I'm almost done. By getting up tomorrow and going to work. I'm going to say that again. (laughs) You know how you say thank you? By getting up, not tomorrow, but Tuesday, and going to work. (laughs) we got to go to work. No, you don't go to work tomorrow, but you go to work on Tuesday. That's how you say thank you. You know how you say thank you? By paying your taxes. Because the military needs the money to run. And if you're a tax dodger, shame on you. Pay your, everybody doesn't want to pay too much, but pay your share. You want, to be a, you want to say thank you, be a good Samaritan, help some people. That's America. You want to be a, say thank you, obey the laws of the land. Support your law enforcement. Even when you're speeding and you're thinking, ah, that cop, you were speeding. You're a lawbreaker. Why would you cuss him out for giving you a ticket? You're a maniac, and so am I. If there was no speed limit and no cops, you'd think how safe it would be out there. And those poor policemen who go somewhere for very little money and have to take out the trash of America... And then we judge them because they have to put their hands on them. Because they resist. You try it. See how you like it. Try to resist. Try to deal with your children that way. Well, I got a cram- camera on you, Dad. Well, let's just talk and we'll get a sociologist or a psychiatrist in to see how you feel about putting the hole in my drywall. That's okay. Or the window that you just busted. Or the neighbor's fence you just burnt down. <laughs> I know it's not good. True. Lester Roloff said America's insane asylum ran by the inmates. He didn't say the inmates were insane. It's ran by them. And sometimes that's true. That's why you should be political. That's why you should go to the White House. That's why you should go to the State House. That's why you should do those things. Good people need to be in high places. You should pray for your governor. When you see him, be nice to him. Okay. Way to say thank you. Help your neighbor. Mow their lawn. Go to the store for them. Babysit for them. So they can have a night out. How do you say thank you? 
help someone in distress. Do you know when I grew up, if you were broke down the side of the road, people would pull over and help you. Do you know that's true instead of speeding up? People would pull over. And you know when I grew up, here's something you haven't seen. You do this, and I, I got to get over there. I don't know how to get over there. <laughs> people would pick you up. I met the neatest people doing that. I know I wasn't saved, did some bad things, but man, that worked back when I grew up. Now people look at you like, hey, what's that guy doing? America. See someone broke down? Pull over. Man, I know something bad happened. You say, well, you told me to pull over. Well, we use your head about it. If it's a gangbanger's thing, you're thinking probably shouldn't go there. A man and wife and kids probably should help them out. By looking to your left or looking to your right or looking behind you or looking in front of you. Seeing if anyone in your atmosphere or your realm of influence needs help. That's how you say thank you. Well, I helped him last week. We'll help him next week. Well, I helped him three times. We'll help him four times. How many times did Jesus say, forgive him? Hey, Jesus, should we forgive him seven times, Lord? Seven times 70. Well, have you helped that person 490 times yet? America. I know our foreign aid makes me so mad because we give money to people to hate us. I understand that. But I'm an American. I overcome evil with good. And how do you say thankful? <laughs> this is a message in itself by not being selfish. The amphibious landing machines in Omaha Beach, when the doors opened, the footage and the soldiers would run out, the brave, unselfish soldiers would run out through the water onto the beach, not only seeing their friends, their comrades, people that they were just talking to be shot and dropped. And they finished the job. What job has God given you and I? Oh, Lord, it's getting pretty tough out there. My favorite restaurant closed down. They make me wear a mask or don't wear a mask. I care less. See, those men and women on Omaha Beach, those men that were shot, finished the job, they finished their mission. See, they did what was right. What's that, where's that, what's that private Tom Hanks movie? What was it? Save it, Private Ryan. Oh, you went to the movie. Ooh, I went to the movie. I went to the movie. I said to my wife, get the boys. <laughs> I drug them there. Because I wanted them to see. I've drugged my boys to things you may not agree with, but I want them to see the price that was paid for their gravy train life. See, it just wasn't by accident, guys. How do we say thank you? Here's one way, a Bible verse. <laughs> Philippians 4.8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good report, if there be any virtue and there be any praise, think on these things. That's how you say thank you. Clear your mind of the junk and think good thoughts. 
That's one way of saying thank you. A young man in a foxhole in the jungle or the desert, scared halfway out of his mind, I guarantee it. This Bible preacher told the story. I don't want to say his name because I, I, I'm positive this is what he said. I, don't, I think it was him. He came and preached to us. Great guy. He was in Vietnam. He was in a foxhole with a guy he didn't like. <laughs> didn't care for him at all. Back to back in a foxhole in Vietnam. Night came. It started raining, of course. Soaking wet. And he heard the Viet Cong and the VC 5,200 yards out saying, G.I., we come kill you, G.I. And mortars would come in and bombs. And he thought, he thought to himself, I am a dead man, but I really like this guy behind me. Just a couple hours ago, he couldn't stand him. But because they're ready to lose their life in war, him and him grew a love for one another. The problem with Americans, there is no war really, so we're not in love with each other because we're too selfish. Is that not true? I'm not preaching to me. This man in the foxhole that night, Bible preacher, big church, God saved his life. He said, if I ever, he said to God, he said, if I ever, if I ever get out of this foxhole, everything and I will never complain again and everything else will be gravy. And he said, when I got out of that foxhole, and I got out of, out of that day and out of the army. He goes, I, I always have to remind myself of that horrible night where those VC were right there and we didn't know if they were going to come cut our throats or shoot us or kill us or overrun us, but it was just me and this guy. We became friends that night, and lifelong friends, because we lived through a battle and we didn't know the outcome. See, that's, he tried to think things that were good. He tried to think things that were true. He tried to think the things that were honest. He tried to think the things were just. He tried to think things were lovely because he had a biblical background. He took his mind and he started thinking of home. He started thinking of a mother and father and, and the ball fields and the apple pie and the 4th of July and the fireworks and the cars and the summer and the coolness of it and the friendships and the church bells ringing. That's what got him through that night. How do we say thank you to someone that gave their lives for someone else? Here's one way. It says in 1 Peter, it says, But sanctify the Lord thy God in thy hearts. Be ready to give an answer to just some people. Answer to every man that asketh the reason, the hope that lied within you in meekness and fear. One way you say thank you, open your mouth. And if you're not an open mouth guy, you get a track. See, there's a couple things that were in the military, and I'm saying this very, trying to be very somber. This thing called MIA, that's missing in action. A member of the armed forces not yet traced or confirmed, either to be, live, be alive or dead. This is a very sad thing for a soldier or a soldier's family. But the one thing about Christian shoulders, you need to be active. You need to commit you need to do your orders and get them from Central Command, not from Pastor Doty or Pastor DeMichael or Pastor Matt. You get them from Central Command. You are doing your daily mission with a ready mind, willing mind, ready to give an answer to the hope that lies in you. There's not such thing as Christian spies or a Christian sniper. God needs Christian foot soldiers. It says, how shall they preach? 
except they be sent. It is written, it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace. My wife has a thing of feet of my kids' feet, and they're the most ugliest feet in the world except for Kelly's. They're the most ugly feet you've ever seen, and it has that sign on there, and she dud that one day, and I thought, man, that's pretty good. I never thought about something like that because men are that way. But you don't have to be a preacher. You just got to preach the gospel of peace and bring good tidings and good things. The devil wants to get you lost in your sports and your hobbies and your job and your family. Don't bring up Jesus Christ next time in your crowd. I challenge you to do this. It's five or six or eight people. Hey, what are you guys doing? Because they're talking about team, sports, weather, whatever. What does anybody think about Jesus Christ today? Just try it. What? Why would we talk about him? Well, he's my best friend. Try it. He's my best friend. He's invisible. Yep, he sure is. Try it. You never know. One way the special forces rescue them, and I got a little story here. A special forces rescue people. When they rescue them and they come to them, they're usually bewildered or scared. They ain't sure if it's the flames and the bangs, and the SEAL team uses this, and so do other special forces. When they go in and they rescue an individual, and this individual is like, doesn't know what's going on, first thing they do is they show them a United States patch. They pull it because it's hidden. And the people see that patch of the United States, and they go, shh, and they tell them who they are. But when they see that flag, they say, oh, help's here. Help's here. You trample on the flag in front of me, I'm going to smack you. I'm sorry. I'll go to jail for that. <laughs> Don't be a missing in action. Because that's why they... Military, you look at these guys' those uniforms. I seen Brother Blade dance. Man, you're looking good. I ain't getting near you. They look sharp. That's good. Shouldn't a Christian look sharp? Shouldn't you? I mean, I know sometimes I look like a slob eating some pizza or a donut or something or hanging out. But when you're out there, look sharp. Act sharp. Don't be a dullard. Or be a POW. A person who's captured in prison of war, Hanoi Hilton, took Vietnam soldiers and tortured them and wanted them to renounce their, their country and tell lies. And it's amazing. They would make little flags or anything to remember them of America. Christians must be careful. We don't become POWs with drug abuse, alcohol abuse, sexual abuse, worldly abuse. These issues will abuse you and torture you because the Holy Spirit's in you. Don't be a POW on your own. And I understand that. Story. January 25th. 2012. SEAL team came in to Somalia, north of Somalia. Uh, there was two hostages, Jessica Buchanan and Paul Hogan. Dozens of SEAL teams and a uh, C-130 helicopter. Traveled in, they let the SEALs down, the SEALs uh, drove, uh, ran about a mile or two, and they came in, and they killed nine of those guys, because that's what they do. I'm sorry, they killed nine bad guys. Hooray. Obviously, you haven't been in a foreign country. And then they came to, they found Paul and they came to Jessica and she, she was scared. And he did this. He says, we're from the United States of America. Shh. Showed him the flag. Shh. Grabbed her and hauled her out of there. But here's how they took her out. They ran outside. They called a helicopter to take them out through the air. You getting it? Taking them through the air. That helicopter, 
came down, those seal guys came in and how they do it, they get the guys in and they make sure nobody gets it and how they get on it, just a helicopter's impressive. They get on that and off they go in the air for safety. In the air for safety. They only had a window of opportunity, so it had to be done then. And when they said, hey, we got a, we got a mission for you guys. It's happening tonight. This is what we're doing. They brief them. The guys go, oh, we don't want to. Our team's playing. Oh, come on. We're having turkey tonight for dinner. Really? No, you know those guys go, we got a chance to save an American. Let's go. Foaming at the mouth. This is what we do. And they did. You think about the cost of a, that helicopter and those seals, multi-millions of dollars just investment to save two insignificant lives. Why? Why would they do such a silly thing? I'll tell you why. Because they're Americans. That's why. And so are you. Wear it proudly. Sick of Americans walking around like they're second-class citizens. We are Americans. We are Christians. We love the Lord thy God. I even love the Postal Service. Are you serious? Oh, I can't do it. Well, you run the Postal Service. See how good you do. Come on. We critique everything. We've learned anything from... Pro from patriotism to the patriotism of Christianity. Christians every day go to harm's way and lost dying world. Brother uh, Andreessen gave us a testimony leading a family to the Lord at Maverick in a trailer and a truck who gave their lives. Names are important. The special forces took them from the air. They took them out of an evil place. If they would have stayed there, they would have died. My goodness, Christian, there's not much difference Jesus Christ is going to take us out of an evil place where we will die or we might die. It says, Then we that which alive and remain shall be caught up together in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Just like those special forces took them out of the air to safety, God's going to say, Yep, I'm done. Let's go. And that's where you're going to meet him. Saved Americans in the air. Now I know there's going to be saved Germans, saved Frenchmen, saved Englishmen. I get that. But until that time comes, we need to be together on this. You know when a Mormon comes to my house? I'm nice to him. You know why? When we get through in our four-minute conversation, that's what I give him. They know they're not getting me, and I'm not getting to them. I look at him and say, but you know what? You're an American, and I'm American. That's why I'm going to treat you with respect and honor. Really? Jehovah Witness, a Mormon came to my door. Well... Be nice to them. Give them the gospel. But they're Americans just like you and I. Unless you think you're special. The Bible says, Where the every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. 1.1 million Americans have died in all the wars put together. One man died for your freedom. Freedom of death. But the problem is, he gave you a choice. I wonder if we could listen to Jessica today. Bring her in. Bring Paul in. Ask him for their experience. They were, that we thought we were dead. Until someone came in the night. We didn't even hear them. They were upon us. And they were friendly. 
We're here today are recipients of prosperity and a good life because unfortunately, others have died. If only those graves could talk. What would they say? Don't take your lives for granted. Remember one who died for us all. You know, folks, a lot of servicemen and women are in heaven right now. Thinking, and, and they're with the Lord. And the Lord's saying, well done. Well, God, I didn't think that was going to happen, but I did what I was supposed to. God says, well done. Absent with the body, present with the Lord. The worst thing in the world would be an American that dies and goes to hell because they won't get saved. That is the worst thing. Is it worth it? Don't give up. Don't give in. Stand in the gap. And remember this. Piano player, we're not going to sing a song today. We're just going to do piano player. Or an organ player, I don't care. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Remember this. Names are important. Names are important. It said, at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. Now this is how this gig's going to go. We're just going to play a song, a musical instrument. We're not going to have a song. So rest assured, we're not going to ask you to sing. What I'd like you to do is bow your head and think about who you are. If you've known anybody that's paid this special price, maybe lift them up in prayer. Maybe you know a family that's going through something right now. Lift them up in prayer. Because prayer works, guys. Prayer works when you know someone's going through it. Lord, help that family. They, I've got it made. What about a serviceman or a servicewoman? And if you are a serviceman or a servicewoman, thank you. Thank you for the job that you've done. Thank you for the job that you will do. This nation has been blessed above measure, mainly because of you and the total because of Jesus Christ. Lord, help us as a country. Help us as a nation and as a family. Help us as a church because names do matter. I know the last, when someone goes into eternity, they think of their mom and dad, the Lord Jesus Christ, whatever's fun in their life. What's God saying to you? Are you glad to be an American? Are you glad to be a Christian? Are you glad to be part of Treasure Valley Baptist?
And we're going to have Brother Don Burton close us in a word of prayer. If you see a serviceman, service family, or just a plain old American, be nice to him. Thank you. Let's pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for the reminder of this message today. And help us to go forward from here today more thankful and grateful for the sacrifices that have been made before us that we can enjoy the freedoms that we enjoy in this country. The freedom to worship, freedom to come together. And God, we think of the greatest sacrifice of all when you sent your son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins. God, through faith and trust in him that we can have an eternal home in heaven. So Father, again, we just want to give you the praise and the glory and the honor that you so richly deserve. We pray that somehow this service today would, would have put a smile on your face. It was a great message. We're grateful for it. Help us to go out and be thankful to others, to be uh, the kind of people you would have us to be, the kind of witness and the testimony that you would have us to be. We just give you all the thanks and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen.